Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. Hello, our topic for today is the seldom preached sin, unequal yoke. We have heard a lot of different things on this topic, but most of what is being spread is old wives' fables that support our worldly, contrary lifestyle. The truth is more clear-cut and disciplined than we would like to accept. For those who truly want to serve Yahuwah and see nothing that can come in between, this podcast will help us to go further. Let's start with the most popular Bible verse when referring to unequally yoked marriages. 1 Corinthians 7 verses 12 to 13 and 16. It says, But to the rest speak I, not the Adon, if any brother hath a wife that believe it not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which hath a husband that believe it not, And if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? Now, let's analyze the word for a bit. What is the meaning of the word please? It means to be gratified, affected with agreeable sensations or emotions. The verb please means to excite agreeable sensations or emotions into gratify as, to please the taste, to please the mind. The second meaning for this is to satisfy to content. The third meaning, to prefer to have satisfaction in, to live, to choose. And the fourth meaning for this word is to condescend, to comply, to be pleased, a word of ceremony. The operative word is pleased, and the meaning that it brings out is to agree. The Bible says that two cannot walk lest they be agreed. And that's coming from Amos 3 verse 3. Then how is it that we are teaching people that it is okay to stay with persons that are not pleased with the faith that we have chosen? Is this not a contradictory statement? What Paul did was encourage people to at least try to evangelize to their wife or husband just in case they might change. If you try and fail, then there's no reason to stay. There is also another popularly used verse situated in the same chapter. 1 Corinthians 7 verses 14. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now are they holy. Now let's look at the word sanctified. It means made holy, consecrated, set apart for sacred services. Sanctify means 
in a general sense, to cleanse, to purify, to make holy. Number two, to separate, set apart, or appoint to a holy, sacred, or religious use. Meaning number three, to purify, to prepare for divine service and for partaking of holy things. And that's according to Exodus 19. Meaning number four, to cleanse from corruption, to purify from sin, to make holy by detaching the affections from the world and its defilements and exalting them to a supreme love to Elohai. It's according to John 17, verse 17, which says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And that's the words of Yahusha. I'm going to skip some meanings because there's a lot of meanings here. And go to meaning number seven. To make free from guilt. guilt. And number eight. To secure from violation. Sanctification can only happen through submission. Without someone's agreement, sanctification cannot happen. Because it cannot be forced, and this is where the other verse falls into context. 1 Peter 3 verses 1 to 2 and 7 says, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your priors be not hindered. Also, in 1 Corinthians 7, verses 15, it says, But if the unbelieving depart, a brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but Elohai called us to peace. So, if we're trying to change them, and they don't want to change, and it is causing contention, Yahuwah says that the servant of Yahuwah must not strive, but to be apt to teach. So, if they don't want to learn, we leave them alone. We're not under any duress to keep someone who doesn't want to be kept. The Bible did not tell us to compromise our faith for another human being. What it tells us is to patiently and meekly teach the other person the ways of the faith by practicing and carefully explaining. If you see no effort coming from your counterpart, then you do not have to argue. Just let the person know where you stand and what you will not tolerate in your home. And if they want to end the relationship, then they are free to do so. A lot of people stick to their relationships because of either misinformation from church or fear, whether of loneliness, financial struggles, loss of social status, or physical danger. But then end up being drawn back out of church because of the contrary life at home. This is why the requirement for appointment in church is that the person must be able to run their house according to the word of Elohim. 
and this is illustrated in Haggai 2, verses 11 to 13. Thus saith Yahuwah of hosts, Ask now the priests concerning the law, saying, If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt do touch bread, or pottage, or wine, or oil, or any meat that shall it be holy? And the priest answered and said, No. Then said Haggai, If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, It shall be unclean. Matthew 6 verses 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve Elohai and Mammon. We are disciples of Yahushua. We need to remember that. We are a part of a royal priesthood. If we know anything about royalty through the ages, they were never allowed to marry below their station. And it was not because of some, um, some type of discrimination or looking down on. The difference was that the upbringings were different. Our outlooks on life were different. Our standards were different. And to keep up the standard, to keep up the beliefs, the discipline, the prestige... They were told to marry who were in that same level. That they did not drop their standard. They would have held on to their integrity and to their dignity. Because they would have been reminded of who they were by the person that was standing beside them. Being a royal priest or priestess means that our decisions do not only affect us, but also everyone that sees us. We are an oracle for Elohai. A light unto the world. We do not have the luxury of falling in love with a lesser being. It is not done. Leviticus 21 verses 14 to 15 says a widow or a divorced woman or profane or a harlot these shall he not take but he shall take a virgin of his own people to wife neither shall he profane his seed among his people for I Yahuwah do sanctify him Ezekiel 44 verses 22 says neither shall they take for their wives a widow nor her that is put away, but they shall take maidens of the seed of the house of Yasharel, or a widow that had a priest before. If we are to establish Yah's kingdom on earth, we must pay attention to how we reign and make sure the company around us understands the weight of our responsibility and shares our vision. We are free minds who are above the system and therefore small-minded people will not have the capacity to comprehend what we need to accomplish, no matter how well-intentioned they are. It is not their fault entirely 
It's just that commoners will always think like commoners because their mind is still enslaved. So resistance is imminent. What we need to have is compassion for them and try to teach them to come into the way that they may also be free minds. But while they are enslaved, they are of no help to us. We are more of a help to them. Not as a life partner, but as a friend, a teacher, a brother, or sister. The Bible says not to be conformed unto this world but be transformed by the renewal of your minds. If we refuse to wash our brains from all the filth we have accumulated and separated ourselves from the world, then we are not worthy of ruling the world, neither are we deserving of a royal. The scripture declares in 1 Corinthians 1 verses 10, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Adon Yahusha HaMashiach, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. If we are not doing our marriages according to this royal scripture, then our marriage is not according, well, is not recognized by Elohai, which is why the Bible speaks in 1 Peter 3 verse 7. If they are not walking in agreement, their prayers can be hindered. 1 Corinthians 6 verses 15 to 17 Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Mashiach? Shall I then take the members of Elohai and make them the members of a harlot? Elohai forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh, but he that is joined unto the Adon is one spirit. Proverbs 11 verses 20 to 21 says, They that are of a forward heart are abomination to Yahuwah, but such as are upright in their way are his delight. Though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. When you are a sinner, you are currently whoring yourself, literally, to Satan. Also, if you were fornicating, you are even more so a harlot. A marriage is between two persons, Elohai and a twain couple. For you are not seen as two persons once you come together, but one. The only thing that can break the marriage is if one of you refuses to be at one with the other, mind, body, and soul. Deuteronomy 21 verses 11 to 13 And see us among the captives a beautiful woman, and hast a desire unto her that thou wouldest have her to thy wife. Then thou shalt bring her home to thine house, and she shall shave her head, and pare her nails, and she shall put the raiment of her captivity from her, and shall remain in thine house, and bewail her father and her mother a full month. And after that, thou shalt go in unto her, and be her husband, and she shall be thy wife. 
You see, being with a believer doesn't save an unbeliever. If the unbeliever lives differently than the believer, he will reap the consequences of his actions, regardless of who he or she is carnally related to. Just as how we cannot get into the kingdom of heaven by association, the only association that we can get into the kingdom with is with Yahusha. He is the only way, true, and life, the only door. But a lot of us try to ignore this and refuse to believe it. But doesn't matter how much we deny truth, it doesn't change what truth is. We cannot save them. They have to make the decision for themselves. An unbeliever that wants to be with a disciple must make a full change. A disciple is priceless, therefore the cost is exceedingly high. They must choose to give up their old life in exchange for this new one, which means repentance. A life for a life, the Bible says there is no greater love than when someone lays down their life for another. This is the same. So it all boils down to how much do they really love you or if they ever did. We cannot continue to love them the same way when they choose not to love Elohai. 2 Chronicles 19 verses 2 says, And Jehu the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him, and said to King Jehoshaphat, Shouldest thou help the unholy and love them that hate Yahuwah? Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Adon. We also must consider the dangers of bad influence. Since scripture says evil communications corrupt good manners. If the Bible says that we must abstain from the appearance of evil and that we must flee youthful fleshy lusts, how are we supposed to do that when the object of our desire presents it to us on a daily basis? What makes us believers special is our soul's DNA, which is the Ruach HaKodesh, and without it, we cannot reign. The Bible says that without the, without the Spirit, you are none of His. In this situation, opposites do not attract. 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 to 20 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Ruach HaKodesh, which is in you, which ye have of Elohai, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify Elohai in your body and in your spirit, which are Elohai's. Ezra 9 verses 12 says, Now therefore give not your daughters unto their sons, neither take their daughters unto your sons, nor seek their peace or their wealth forever that ye may be strong and eat the good of the land and leave it for an inheritance to your children forever. Matthew 7 verses 6 says, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again 
and rend you. Also in 2 Corinthians 6 verses 14 to 17, it says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Mashiach with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of Elohi with idols? For ye are the temple of the living Elohi, as Elohi hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their Elohi, and then they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith Yahuwah. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. This should be self-explanatory. But people somehow still find ways to make excuses deceiving themselves. Elohim does not change. While the focus may not be physical anymore in terms of nationality, he is still highly adverse to unions that include aliens of the faith. It is for you and your future children's good. A divisive marriage can lead to a chaotic child who has an identity crisis. We want a child who is growing up in a good way, not under stress as to which parent they should be listening to. We do not want a confused child, nor do we want the child to question our competency, nor our love for him or her. Also, to get a child to be obedient, the parents must be a united force, or the child will grow up with broken values. If being a sinner makes us a bad person, and we know that bad company corrupts good morals, how will we explain our marriage to our children? How will we discourage them from entangling themselves with bad company? Their father or mother might not do the same sins as their friends, but aren't all sins equally bad? Prevention is better than cure. Let us not allow our lifestyles to make us into hypocrites that we can teach even our children how to stand for Yahuwah. We must take all of these into consideration. The love or admiration that you feel is distorted and cannot be wholesome and priceless until it comes under Yahusha's scrutiny. It has to be split open and dissected to ask yourself the tough questions. Is he or she truly the one? Does he or she make me want to be a better person? Did Yahuwah send him or her? And if Yahusha is love, then what is it really that I feel for him or her? If Yahusha's love for me is real, and my love for this person is real, then why are they different? If we are unsure as to what love is, we can always find our answer in the scriptures. Also, there is a difference in the things that Yahuwah gives us. Proverbs 10 verses 22 says, The blessing of the Adon, it make it rich, and it added no sorrow with it. Now it comes down to who do we love more? Luke 14 verses 26 declares, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife 
and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. In the Bible, he says, if you love any of these more than him, you are not worthy of him. It's Yahusha or your spouse. There's no room for negotiation. You, neither your spouse, will ever be able to best Elohai. So it is better if you both join him. Matthew 19 verses 29. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall, shall inherit everlasting life. Now let me read this again. Coming from St. Matthew 19 verses 29, it says, And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. So there is an actual, what, what, what word should I use here? There's an exception for the rule. If I leave my devil-worshipping husband or my devil-worshipping wife that decides that this is how we want to live and we see nothing wrong with us. But we see something wrong with you. Why did you have to change? I don't like you anymore. This is not going to work. If the reason why we're breaking up is because of my belief in Yahuwah and what I stand for, Yahusha tells me that I will receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. This promise is to all of his believers. So we do not have to be afraid because Yahusha has our backs. He is our strong defense or intercessor. He is our high priest that went up at the most holy place. To make an atonement for us. So we don't have to be afraid. As long as our decisions reflect His will. Now however. If you choose to stay with the unbeliever. You'll be left with nothing. And your God slash sin. That you have chosen will consume you. Many churches try to overly oppress people by making any form of separation taboo. And look at the person who decides to leave a bad situation as an outcast, making people afraid to make the decision. For some, they overly oppress wives that they should submit to their unbelieving husbands completely, no matter what they ask. While the Bible did not place that burden on anyone. Ephesians 5 verses 22 says it all. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Adon. 
even in Colossians 3 verse 18, it says the same thing. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Adon. It is mentioned twice in the Bible. So as to not make any mistake, our allegiance is not to the spouse, but to our Elohai. So only when this person's requests line up with Yahuwah can he or she expect subjection and agreement. Elohai has called us to liberty. Let not man have you return to beggarly elements that do not profit us. Even Peter said it best when he said it is better to listen to Yahuwah than man. The Bible says that we should submit one to another. But for that to happen, the stage must be set. The scripture says that there is no other foundation that is laid than Yahusha HaMashiach. So it is the whole basis of our submission to one another. For a woman to submit fully to her husband, it must be safe for her to do so. The only way you can provide that security is to be saturated in Mashiach and for a man who is the head to submit to his wife, the same safe place must be created. Because if the wife does not believe in Yahuwah, then she will not see the husband as the head, even though at this moment, in this situation, the husband submits to her for whatever important reason. If the husband submits to the wife without the wife having that understanding, she might take it too far and think that she is the head of the husband, which is what is happening mostly in the world right now. Wives are becoming the head of the house because they do not understand the scripture. If this safe place is not created, then the individual is at risk to be led astray and needs to, be, needs to protect themselves. Without Yahusha's security, a breeding ground for insecurity and resistance is created. Proverbs 16 verses 17 says, When a man's ways please Elohai, he make it even his enemies to be at peace with him. It's funny how much we love to talk against fornication and adultery, but ignore the fact that Yahuwah was also fiercely against uneven marriages. It is clearly defined, it is a clearly defined sin but we skip around it as if it isn't, as if it's just a matter of choice. In Nehemiah 13 verses 23 to 25, it says, In those days also saw I Jews that had married wives of Ashdod, of Ammon, and of Moab. And their children spake half in the speech of Ashdod, and could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. And I contended with them, and cursed them, and smote certain of them, and plucked off their hair, and made them swear by Elohai, saying, Ye shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons, or for yourselves. Also in Ezra 
10 verses 2 to 3, it says, And Shekinah, the son of Jehiel, one of the sons of Elam, answered and said unto Ezra, We have trespassed against our Elohai, and have taken strange wives of the people of the land. Yet now there is hope in Yasharal concerning this thing. Now therefore let us make a covenant with our Elohim to put away all the wives and such as are born of them according to the counsel of my Lord and of those that tremble at the commandment of our Elohim and let it be done according to the law. It was a serious trespass. So much so that in the days of Ezra, if they did not come up to make remittance and put away the strange wives, they had to forfeit all their possessions and be cast out of the congregation. In today's world, it is quite the opposite. We choose to ostracize the ones who separate themselves. While the devil keeps turning things upside down, we need to move away from our overactive imaginations and stop taking a gamble with our salvation. Do we remember what Yahusha said? In 1 John 2 verses 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If a man or woman is of the world, then he or she is not of the Father and therefore not fit for us. No matter what you see on TV or internet, the relationships in the world that work out the most are the relationships in the world who are similar. And even them have major problems because they don't have Yahusha. So let me give you an example. Celebrity and celebrity, wealthy and wealthy, poor and poor, lawyer and lawyer, businessman and businesswoman, etc. This is because they understand each other. They share a common vision and work together towards increase and not decrease. Differences are what create division. And there is variance between weaknesses and differences. My weakness might be that I'm a little lazy and his weakness might be that he's a workaholic. But because of our shared vision and our similarities, that outweighs our differences. Our weaknesses can be used to strengthen the other. One can get the other to work more and one can get the other to rest more because of the coordination to accomplish our shared goal. The difference between a weakness and difference in opinion is simple. With a weakness, it is not a thought process, but more of a character trait that the person would rather not have. However, for a difference, it is actually a determined opinion, something well thought out. Without the individual opening up himself to change his thought process, then his or her differences will be a wall between you and them. Being 
unevenly matched is not just self-abuse, but it is a sin. It strains your relationship with your Savior and lessens your chances of salvation. If you must marry, marry someone who shares the same faith and is converted. They don't have to be perfect, but they must be actively striving for perfection. Because we know that everyone is an individual. So we might not have, so most times we won't have the same personality. But the foundation must be Yahusha. And once the foundation is Yahusha, then there will be coordination. For those who are already married and have gone into the faith, set up Yahuwah's standard in your home. And if the person doesn't make any effort to change and becomes a stumbling block in your way, do not be afraid to go your own way. There's nothing on earth worth going to hell for. Joshua 23 verses 11 to 13 says, Take good heed therefore unto yourselves that ye love Yahuwah, your Elohim. Else if ye do in any wise go back and cleave unto the remnant of these nations even these that remain among you and shall make marriages with them and go in unto them and they to you know for a certainty that Yahuwah your Elohai will no more drive out any of these nations from before you but they shall be snares and traps unto you, and scourges in your sides, and thorns in your eyes, until ye perish from off this good land, which Yahuwah your Elohim hath given you. And it is the same thing today. I have never seen an unevenly yoked marriage that has worked out well. None. Unless the uneven became even. Once they're still uneven, best believe you see the believer taking their little time being eaten away by evil. Little by little. And they'll try to put up a front as if they're still, you know, spiritually connected to Yahusha, but... If you go into the home, or if there is a certain situation that comes up, it shows that they have no more spiritual discernment. They have no more power. They have lost it all to the enemy because they allowed a worker of the enemy to infiltrate their heart. All I am asking is that we need to love Yahuwah more. Love ourselves more. Treat ourselves as how Yahuwah is treating us. He sees us as a precious jewel. So we need to treat ourselves as precious. I'm sure we go to stores and we see a lot of stuff that we like. But it's not everything that we see that we like we take off. We do not purchase everything 
that we see that we like. So it's the same when we are out there. It doesn't matter what looks good. It doesn't matter the potential it has. Potential is not the same as being a believer. I know of a secular song that says, everybody knows almost doesn't count. And that's so true. Almost does not count. We can't almost make it in the kingdom of heaven. So we need people who have the same drive that we have to serve Yahushua so that we can help one another. As the Bible says, iron sharpened iron. So let's look for our other piece of iron. Thank you. To check out more of my stuff or to contact me, you can reach me at Facebook at Little Space Kaleidoscope Space Girl or on Instagram at Little underscore Kaleidoscope underscore Girl or on Wattpad at Kaleidoscope the Pen or on my blog on WordPress at Little Kaleidoscope Girl with no spaces. Thank you for tuning in.